The following program is intended for mature audiences. Warmest aloha, sir. Hey, Holly. Hi. Holly to you, too. He's so Holly, he doesn't even know he's Holly. I'm tempted to say menehune. Like Hawaiian leprechauns. <laughs> or chipmunks or something. What's wrong with that turtle? He has lung problems because he smoked too much turtle weed, which is bad for you, right, Ola? Hawaii has a big future. I, I, I want to become a part of it. I know every angel of these islands. I'm like a good tourist guy. What we're about to say. See, we're on a mission. Trying to find a way. If you and me make a guarantee.
Welcome to Living the Aloha Life, podcasting Pono on the 808. I'm the Poor Man. And I'm Dr. Aloha. All right, and we just came into Aloha Spirit by Zin Onyx. Uh, he's a local musician, I think from Maui, mm. and his music is very strange, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say. But if you guys are interested in supporting him, you can uh, go to zinonyx.com. You can listen to his music on iTunes. He has a Patreon page as well, so he's looking for support. His music is very different. It's very, I don't know, how do you describe it? Very, uh, guys on a lot of marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Which is totally fine. Maybe maybe he's not, but the music sounds like it would be pretty good if you were on marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool that he has a song called the Aloha Spirit. I know, it's so cool. Yeah, so today is part two of the Aloha Spirit podcast, and our focus is going to be on Hawaii's future and Hawaii's relationship with tourism. Is that a good relationship? We're going to talk about it. Oh, boy. Because we, um, we had actually been looking over a story on what it was. It's um, Civil Beat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we'll kind of kind of break it down a little more than they, 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 they did. And add our own thoughts yeah, to it. Yeah, we're going to add our own thoughts and some ideas and concepts of where Hawaii is going to go in the future. Uh, but first, we'd like to wish Robert's wife, Erica, a happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday, Erica. Happy birthday. <laughs> We'd also like to send out a big mahalo to Eric for increasing his support on Patreon. We truly appreciate your support, Eric, as well as all our patrons that allow us to bring this podcast to everyone and do several shows a month for free. And um, Eric, tell us a story. Yeah, yeah, reach out to us. Let us know about you. We want to know your story, your Hawaii story. Um, tell us something. Yeah, email because, us. Yeah, because we're going to actually go through an email right now with uh, Desiree that's going to talk about her story. So send us an email and let us know what's up because seriously, you've, you know, you joined back in 2019, was it? December, yeah. December, and then you, you know, you you, you uh, joined as a patron, and then you upped it now, just recently. So we want to get to know you. Yeah, let's let, <laughs> let's let's talk because there's still some of you, you know, we have over uh, sixty now, and some of some of the patrons, which we consider our ohana, have never contacted us. So that's weird. It's so not weird. It's actually I normal. It, it's, I, is it? It's I don't totally know. totally normal, but we're weird. We want our patrons to c- contact us because we want to know all I wanna about t- you. I want to ta- yeah. hear from everybody. I want to <laughs> know everyone's story. And I think it's like we've talked about it many times. It's good to, you know, spread the aloha spirit and, and let each other know about each other that supports the show. Uh, totally. All right. All right. So this is from Desiree. Mahalo for welcoming me to your community. I've been a fan of your podcast since January of this year after searching on CastBox for podcasts on moving to Hawaii. A little about my family and I. We are from Western Washington, born and raised. My husband, Jonathan, and I have been married seven years and have three children. We have been vacationing in Hawaii every other year since our honeymoon and always felt like the islands were our second home. After learning that my husband's company was going under in January, he was offered a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to live and work in Hawaii. Lucky. That's how I found your podcast. (laughs) After much research, he accepted the position and signed his contract in February. Obviously, shortly after that, the pandemic began for the U.S., which proved difficult in preparing our home to sell and finding a new home on Oahu. We were able to almost completely renovate the house ourselves and get it on the market in two months. It was one of the most stressful situations we had ever been through, but we made it work. I had your podcast in my ear to help me through it all. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. In the middle of May, we left everything and everyone we'd ever known, flew over the Pacific on one-way tickets to Oahu. After quarantine, we have been soaking in every bit of living in paradise. As much as we can with all the restrictions, of course, which now (laughs) Now is everything. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to thank you for everything you do and for unknowingly helping us in our journey. That is why I wanted to finally become a Patreon. If you ever make it up to Holly Eva, feel free to hit me up. We'd love to meet you. Mahalo Nui Desiree. So cool that they're right here in Holly Eva. Yeah, well, after all this is over, we'll all meet up and get some shave ice. Totally. I mean, that's so cool, their story and how it ended up being that way and how they just happened to pretty much get here right before everything went to hell. I I, (laughs) I, I mean, I'm so glad they got here before like the craziness of the pandemic, but I feel so bad that that's been their that Hawaii is, experience so far. Yeah, that is a crazy story, right? It really is. So I, I'm, I enjoyed hearing that story. Yes, thank you very much, yeah. Desiree, and welcome. Welcome, and now I'm going to get to some serious, <laughs> serious news here. Is everybody ready for this serious news? Oh boy, let's do it. <laughs> 
Okay, so COVID update. Hawaii has seen an all-time high in COVID cases and people in the hospital. We are averaging close to 200 cases a day now. Well, only last week, guys, we were talking about 100 cases a day. Also, 10 additional Kapuna deaths have taken place since we did our last podcast. Yeah, and apparently, I guess we Hawaii has the fastest spreading rate of the virus out of the nation right now guys this is good no this has just recently happened we have more people spreading it and getting it here than anywhere else in the country right now considering with our population this is not something that we expected to happen in hawaii we were cut off i hold this totally against the idea that three thousand people yesterday was 2500 no the the other day it was 2500 Yesterday it was 3,000, are still coming to Hawaii. They're not, a majority, I guarantee you, are not staying to quarantine. Yeah. They're spreading it, and then from the po- that point of spreading it to local people. And it's community from Yes, there. local people are doing community spread from them, from there. Because you guys have to understand, there's a lot of states that do what we do, but a lot of people live in one household and then go out and spread it to everyone else. So if you have 10 people in a household... Or, you know, if you're a family who has 20 people even in your household, you know, maybe three generations, two generations, you're going to spread it to everybody. Spreads like crazy It's going to go to your work. It's going to spread from there. So that's a problem. That's the difference here. And if you noticed, all of them that have died in one week here have been the ones we don't want to lose, which is Zakapuna. I know it. It's been devastating. Yes. Um, So also I noticed that, I forget if it was New Jersey or New York, but one of those states added Hawaii to their quarantine list. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, this is so backwards. What is happening? Yeah, so I think it was, uh, was it New York? I think it's New York. So New York added Hawaii to its quarantine. So if you come from Hawaii (laughs) and you go to New York, 14-day quarantine for you, that tells you how bad Hawaii is exploding right now, which we're completely surprised. I truly believe that if we did two really important things, if we closed the, the you know our borders, which is so difficult in a free country, but if we went ahead and closed our borders and didn't let any travel in, and we didn't allow people from Hawaii to go to the mainland and then come back into Hawaii, we wouldn't have any COVID. I totally agree with that. And that was the mistake. And really, what I, what I, what I actually investigated and found out is that you actually cannot completely shut down the airport you right. just can't do it so somehow people are still going to be able to come in i just think we had should have been sending all the people who are getting off the planes to a quarantine resort and you said that from the very beginning from the very that beginning was, that would have been a really really smart decision. then they can't hide yeah then you they know? can be checked every time they leave the hotel they'd know yeah yeah but now they're spread out everywhere they're spread out in airbnbs and really i believe that the airbnbs should be held more responsible and that they should be in trouble to have their licenses even pulled if they're having people stay in their places right now and then they're breaking quarantine mm. but you know i'm not a nazi so <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so what happened Saturday at midnight? Well, we have now a 30-day shutdown. I uh, went into effect this past uh, Saturday mm-hmm. and will last until September 5th. This clearly affects the supposed opening of tourism on September 1st, which we're going to get into because uh, that's not happening. But let's talk about this shutdown because I'm so upset by it. It just doesn't make any sense at all. 
in terms of if you're going to shut down, then shut down. But they just shut down everything that's free and outside and in nature, including all hiking trails, all beaches, all state parks, all botanical gardens. But we could still go to water parks and we could still go to gyms. And we can still go to restaurants. It's and so we can still go frustrating. To, we can still go to malls. Yeah, shopping malls. I put it this way. Anything that has to do with making money, money. is opened. And anything that has to do with why we love Hawaii is closed. Anything that has to do with keeping our sanity during all of this is closed now. Yeah, I was just thinking about it while sitting on the poopa. I was thinking, sitting here going, this is my life. Oh my god, stop it. I was like, this is it. I can't, I can't go to the beach. No. I can't go hiking. Stop. I can't go do anything. I can't go, like, I, I have to run across the beach and jump in the water or I'm going to get a ticket. I know. <laughs> It's everything we love about Hawaii that they closed. It's so mean. So imagine sitting in the bathroom and just being by yourself on the toilet and saying, this is my life. I go, this is how we feel. (laughs) This is how we feel in Hawaii because... It's kind of true. It's just like, it's like, I don't... Why am I going to go to the mall? I don't have the money to go to the mall. Why am I going to go do this? Why am I going to go do that? I go, it seems like everything that's opened is just related to making sure Hawaii doesn't collapse. I'm just so depressed about it. And I mean, I'm just so frustrated. Okay, so you're telling me it's safer to go to a gym where people like sweat and huff and puff all over you than to hike on a possibly secluded hiking trail? Listen, there's so many secluded hiking trails and there's so many actually kind of relatively secluded beaches that you can just go ahead and be on the beach or be on a hiking trail by yourself enjoying nature keeping your sanity instead of being stuck in the toilet or stuck in your house saying where's my life going like it's such a stress reliever it totally is and it seriously has been my savior during this time and now i'm like oh my god what are we gonna do but i will say so i read this article um yesterday and it was all about how you know the virus is definitely they're finding more and more evidence that it's pretty much totally airborne so all the sanitization the complete cleaning that they do of gyms like constantly in mm-hmm. indoor restaurants none of it matters those are the most dangerous places you can be because you're in a confined closed space with other people nearby breathing they always said it they, they've been saying for a while now though that confined spaces inside is not the place to be that's what i'm saying exactly so it's and not yeah. spread by surfaces so it doesn't matter how much of a deep cleaning you do 10 times a day in that gym it doesn't matter it's still going to spread because people are working out and they're you know they're panting and well, breathing know. heavily and yeah so i have no idea it's just really frustrating the whole the whole system is not conducive to well, there's a petition going around Not on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, there's a petition going around to reopen Hawaii's hiking trails. So if you happen to see it, sign it, guys. Help us out. Yeah, it's insane. We're going to lose our minds here. All uh, right, yeah. let's move on. Let's move on. What we got? What we got? <laughs> All right, so distance learning will happen now until September 14th in Hawaii. So initially, it was just Oahu. Because the neighbor islands are doing pretty well in terms of cases, they were going to go ahead and go back to school in person. But as of yesterday, now it's all islands participating in distance learning, except for Molokai and Lanai. Because that's because it's one DOE, right? Right, and, and we talked about that. Uniform on that. We we talked about that last time, but they were going to make an exception. But the the teachers' union fought really hard, saying that you know it doesn't matter how all many cases nothing. are on the other islands. It's just like if you go back to school, it's going to spread because it is there. It's not like it's non-existent on the except islands. Lanai and Molokai. Right. Right. So those two islands are safe. And by the way, those two islands 
have no cases. Right. It's amazing. So, yeah. so if you come to Hawaii, don't go there. So, <laughs> yeah, please don't. Please honestly. don't go there. It's they're, true. It's they're true. loving life right now. <laughs> they it's don't true. Want let's anybody. keep them yeah, safe. Let's keep them safe. Those are small islands. But okay. anyway, so this might be extended. We'll have to see what happens come September 14th. But as of yesterday, the teachers union did a live press conference and outed the DOE and DOH for not being honest and upfront about the current amount of COVID cases spreading through yeah, the school system. Yeah, what's going on? Because this is the first time I heard of this. I didn't so I didn't even know school was going on yet. Apparently, there were, yeah, summer school has been happening. Okay. ESY and Summer Hub, and apparently there has been quite a spread of the virus through the school systems, and the DOE and DOH was not publicly releasing the information. They were keeping it hush-hush. And so the teachers' union got word of it yesterday and freaked out, and they publicly did a live press conference and outed the DOH and DOE. Isn't that ridiculous, though? It's like, why are they like, are they trying not to make anybody too nervous about what's going on like they want so as of right now staff still has to work in schools even with the distance learning and staff, staff still has is to getting report COVID. to school and, and staff is getting covid so, right now so yeah i mean i guess if they were honest about the cases and do we know how many change. um so i heard like i heard like 10 and 13, like three kids yeah so 13 reported but there's a lot more because um Mm. i know okay so for example i have a friend who's a school psychologist on maui and she told me about a case in a maui school and that was not included on the list so this is just this list is just from word of mouth from teachers yeah so it's not complete i don't know okay gotcha yeah anyway Travel restrictions. So the inter-island 14-day quarantine is back in place. Now it is just if you're traveling from Oahu to a neighbor island. If you're going the other direction, you do not need a quarantine. And this was the problem we were talking about before, the fact that people fly in from the mainland to Oahu and then they quickly get on another plane to one of the other islands and they don't have to deal with quarantine. Right. Well, now you get that's overlooked. Yeah. Yes. So now that's back in place now because oh the cases were slowly increasing on the other islands, so the other mayors of the other islands said, you know what, let's slow this down, no way, That's we're not going to be Oahu, and they put the quarantine back, and now their cases are staying around three to five, something like that, so right. it's, a, it's really Oahu that has the major problem right now, and I wonder why that is. Well, it's because it's 3,000 <laughs> people flying in a day from the mainland. Yeah. Well, can nobody put this together? It's really sad, I know. Jesus, God. All right, let's move on. I'm going to make three very important points here. Number one, the DOH, the Department of Health, believes Hawaii is incapable of opening for tourism for several more months, meaning we will be looking at an October 1st or November 1st reopening to tourism with restrictions and testing as long as the islands have COVID under control by then. We've had people that have been planning trips since God, May. I know. The, the people in May had to cancel. The people in July had to cancel. The people in September had to cancel. Now we're looking at the people in November might have to cancel. Anyone in October might have to cancel. So we're going to get into it just for a few minutes later on. But it yeah. seems like it just keeps being pushed and pushed and pushed. 
and you know we're giving you the most up-to-date information right now I, I don't know what other people are saying but this is what we have this is not set in stone yet it's we not assume, set in stone yet we assume governor Ige will be discussing the new opening delays in the coming weeks concerning travel to Hawaii as soon as we do get word we'll discuss it on the podcast of course but right. it's definitely coming I mean there's been articles coming out saying it's coming well I mean so. put, well put it this way the whole concept was that we were going to open September 1st but all the beach parks and all the restrictions we have now are 30 days in which is to September 5th so we've already gone past the opening of September 1st so that's been canceled right so now we're looking at you know then I don't think he is gonna go Oh, we're gonna open September 15th it's not gonna happen it's (laughs) I just don't see it happening so I think the earliest Hawaii may open now is October 1st and the latest it may open now is November 1st unless we don't get our cases under control but we will definitely keep you posted absolutely all right and now for this this wonderful is one story. of the problems this is probably the worst story the contact tracing yeah complete disaster from the department of health and our governor in charge here a group of senators walked into the doh unannounced last friday <laughs> and found only five contact tracers working only five. Oahu apparently only has 15 tracers and neighbor islands only have three. When we've been told we had between two and 300, we've been lied to. Yes. They have been completely overworked, utterly exhausted. They can't handle it anymore. So the union has now filed a grievance with the DOH about this. Yes, and the DOH has been given $50 million to hire all these traces and everything. I want to know why they have not. because this And where's that money going? Right, exactly. And, and Green, Lieutenant Green, has been asking over and over and over again, do you have a secure and solid team in place? You know, and I, been told yes. I got to tell you guys, you know, I am not into politicians. I don't like politicians, especially in Hawaii. And two people have really fucking stepped up. And it's, and it's been Lieutenant Governor Green. He should be leading the state of Hawaii. He's good. And believe it or not, someone who I've had a lot of criticism for is Mayor Cardwell. And he's been actually good about this. He's made a few mistakes here and there. You know, by reopening the Chinatown and doing this yeah. this bike thing. But I can understand why he wanted to do that. But he also has... You, when you hear him, you hear him talking from Aloha, and you hear him from his heart. He's a good guy. He's, he's, he's made a some good mistakes. guy. He's made mis- some mistakes, but he's not made any as close to what Governor Ige has. I do. I don't know. I can't. I can't listen to that guy. I think no, he's I a know, leader. I agree. He sounds like he's coming from the Muppets. <laughs> I mean, I just can't take him seriously. And and I. Oh, but that aside, he's just not a strong leader. No, and so I'm trying to figure out. If they were supposed to hire all these tracers back in June, mind you guys, June, and train them 60 days so they could be doing exactly what they need to be doing right now, we may be a a little better off. I believe the Kapuna have died because of this screw-up. I do too. That's how I feel. We've lost 10 people this week that probably might have been saved at least half of them if proper tracing tracing had happened if proper tracing had been happening and you know what maybe it wouldn't be spreading through schools too no maybe it wouldn't so i mean we have major problems here and and, you know hawaii is not perfect and the thing about hawaii is we're so distant we're so in the middle of nowhere people just kind of get lazy here Mm -hmm. and they just say well we'll just kind of go along you know we're not gonna you know we're just kind of going to go along you know like the (laughs) 
Hawaii. It's what, a problem. What, what, what is it here in Hawaii? So, <laughs> so, so it's just like they. Don't, I don't know what the state is. Just so weird. How about I had an appointment yesterday. A plumber was supposed to show up oh, yeah. between nine and one, and never showed show, up. Oh, sorry about that. Never showed up, and then I call, and they're like, "Oh, I have an appointment with you." Seriously? I mean, this is the way people are here, guys. You have to, that's one of the things that you have to say. We get plenty of Aloha spirit. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it's slow Aloha spirit because the, everybody is like 10 years behind schedule. And the thing I don't understand is these types of things have been happening since the missile alert years ago, okay? And Ige was the, the uh, governor then. They reelected him after that. See, that blows my mind. So oh, since no. the missile alert, since the, the computer system failures, finding out that we have a 40-year-old computer system in here in Hawaii, people have still not received their first unemployment checks from March. That's so messed like up. Like 8,000 of them. Okay? That is ridiculous. And the one who was running the unemployment office has resigned. Right. Well, I don't blame him. I would. He was so stressed out that he took a leave of absence and then decided, for you months. know what, for months. And then he's like, you know what, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking early retirement. I'm out of here. I don't blame him. He's not being given any. He was again being given any support, and he's being blamed for a system that was in place 40 years ago. That's insane. Yeah. So. You know, oh, so I don't want to. This is not the most positive show, obviously, <laughs> right now. But you know, but it's real. <laughs> this is real stuff that's going on. You here need to know. You need to know, especially if you're planning to move here. You need to know what is happening. Or vacation here, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or vacation here, yeah. Okay, so the hope is a safe October or November opening, but you know we don't know what that exactly means right now. Um, the the issue with this is if we go into the December holiday season with no tourism or travel to Hawaii, we are going to see the state of Hawaii moving toward mass business closings and a possible economic collapse. And we don't want that. So if there is no consistent federal and state uh, financial help for Hawaii small businesses and families struggling to survive, we're going to have exactly that. That's exactly what's going to happen. And we're going to have major problems. Uh, I'm very, very nervous for Hawaii's future, especially over the next four to five months heading into January. And, you know, that brings us up to the following message left by Larry. So let's have a serious listen. Okay. All right. All right. Aloha, man and Wade. This is Larry coming to you from Southern Utah. I listened to the podcast uh, yesterday, part one of the Aloha Spirit. Just wanted to comment. You know, my heart goes out to all you guys, uh, everybody affected by the coronavirus, because it's it's hitting all of us in some way. But especially my friends there in Hawaii, you guys, friends in Maui that uh, are linked to tourism, because your lives have just been turned upside down, like you said, hell in heaven. Uh, yeah, I just found out yesterday that my Maui softball teammates are not coming to our big yearly tournament in Las Vegas next month. So I'm I'm experiencing a mental hit right now. Uh, even though the writing was on the wall, I could see that probably happening. Now to know it is just a, a real bummer. But um, I don't know. I guess as I was listening, I just kept thinking to myself, we left Maui in 2016 for two reasons, basically. The first being that it was just getting damn expensive, too damn expensive. And going forward, as I was trying to project out the next 20 years, I just didn't see any way that we were going to be able to continue to live there on a fixed income. The second part was the medical. And I know that's part of why Ige is probably closing things down again and going to extend things from the mainland is because just don't have the hospital facilities there to accommodate a bunch of people needing to be hospitalized. So my last question before this ends, how much longer do you think you're going to be able to ride this out before 
you might have to leave yourself. Aloha. All right, we are back, and uh, that was a pretty intense little message. Let's unpack it. Yeah, let's unpack it. Let's first discuss uh, Larry's Maui experience. Uh, Maui's getting too expensive, and he didn't see a future on Maui with a fixed income. You know, this, this show's supposed to be about the Aloha Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're giving you guys the Aloha Spirit by being honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Because I don't think we've gotten to Aloha Spirit yet. <laughs> I don't know if we ever will. <laughs> um, just do what the show is the Aloha Spirit. Okay. <laughs> but um, let's be honest. Uh, Maui and all the islands... Uh, except really right now at this moment, but I expect that to change. Uh, all the islands are getting too expensive except for the big island right now. Yeah. Um, and seeing a future 10 years down the road, 20, de- uh, 20 years down the road, like Larry was talking about, is really hard to uh, fathom, especially if you're on a fixed income. If you look at personally for me, you know, some people have one job here, which is very difficult. Like, I don't know how you do it with one job. Like, you, you sh- like we've talked about this many times. You need a second form of income somehow. It needs to happen at some point. Mm, it's going to happen. I do. It's going to happen. When I need to, I will. But, yeah. you know, I've spent most of my life working two to three jobs, and I kind of need a break from that. Right. And getting my doctorate and all of that. So, yeah. for me, working one... And I make... I make, even though I'm underpaid here, I do make a really good income for here. Yeah. So I've been able to, yeah. You think you're making a good income here? For I said I'm underpaid. You're underpaid. Compared yeah, to what totally. I made back home. But for Hawaii, yeah. a single person, yeah, so, yeah, I am making so, a good I, income So here. I'm trying to get this clear. So could you do what you're doing now and do a private practice? Well, if not. you had everything that you needed to do, if you had all your, if you had everything to be, to run a private practice, could you do both? So Hawaii is, well, if I were licensed, yes. Hawaii is a little tough because um, because it's all one department of education. So I, they would I make it know. more difficult. So you don't know even know then. So technically, if I work in a public school, I can't work with any students outside of school who okay. attend my school district. Okay, See that's what, what I want to know. And it's all one school district. That's so, tough. Yeah, that's tough. That's my problem. Um, but for, for someone to live on a fixed income, it's just, um, you know, without, without consistent raises, or without an ability to make more income when you need to, I, I, I don't see it being feasible either. Well, it depends on your expectations. Like if you're pretty low key and you're cool with renting and you don't need a fancy vehicle and you don't need to go out to expensive dinners, you know, then you're probably going to be okay. If you like a higher I, quality of... I like, used to think that way. I, I do I, think I, that I, way. I did used to think that way, you know. And I did for a while. But here's the thing. But I want to have a house eventually. I want to oh, be living in something. I, I want to live some in something that's my own. That's why going to the Big Island is the plan. Because I, I want something of my own. I want something that I've... Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think I think the majority of human beings want a roof over their head that's theirs. And it's not owned by somebody else. I don't care about that. See, and I that's perfectly happy, fine. I would be happy. I mean, I want to come to Big Island. That's I, I yeah. definitely do. But if it weren't for that, I would be totally fine paying rent the rest of my life because it's not important to me. It's, I'd rather have a place with like magnificent views and it feels like a sanctuary, even if it's not that. mine. I get that. Like if I, I were that. if I were to try to buy a place on Oahu, right? 
So take you, Big Island out of it. I'm saying if I were, yeah. I would have a place with no views. It would be disgustingly horrible. It would be, <laughs> you know what I mean? It would be like... It's because you know how expensive it is on exactly. Oahu. So it would why, be impossible to afford so something wonderful here. What I'm trying to say is why would I want to own an ugly POS no, when no. I could rent and live in paradise like a sanctuary? No, but I mean, you know, rent's going to end up going up eventually too. So, I mean, it's going to become more and more expensive and... You know, will you? You know, the place that you have right now has just been godsend, right? But it's you know, most people don't get that. Yeah, but you could if you look you hard could enough. You could if, if you, you look, look hard enough. Yeah, if you look hard just enough. It depends on your motivation and what is important to you. Yeah, but also when you're a renter, the landlords don't really give a fuck. So That's true. you're sitting around. <laughs> you know, how many problems do you have with your place right now hmm, that are so not many. being fixed? If well, you they owned all, it, mostly are. If you owned it, everything either could have been fixed or would have been fixed. And by I now. would have to pay for it. No way. I would never get fixed because well, I don't why, have that kind of money. Uh, that's why you have house insurance. <laughs> yeah, that's so, so it would be covered. I like renting because everything gets fixed and I don't have to pay for it. All right. We went way <laughs> too long with this. So we can, you can have the, you guys can have, we can have this fight, uh, not fight, but, uh, but you know, not even different argument, but different viewpoints. But if you guys are looking to own something, which I'm sure Larry did want to do on Maui, it's and sustain that it's going to be very difficult to own something unless like you were to go to the big island right now it's just too expensive now the other problem is is also medical issues um medical costs and things that we, hawaii does not have the best medical on top of that is if you have a serious issue if you have a medical problem um hawaii may not be able to cover that for you you may have to go back to the mainland when you need to get checks or you need to get whatever you need to get and, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me, well, you know, my son has this issue or I have this problem. Can that, you know, can we, can I live in Hawaii with that issue? Uh, no, some people cannot. So yeah. that's something to consider too. Another issue about Hawaii. And I don't know how, if that's going to get better or worse after this pandemic. Uh, as you know from, I mean, we only have 200 cases and a hospital can be uh, hospitals here can barely handle that like if we have 200 cases imagine florida i know they have so I many know. more people but they have what 10 they had like eight thousand cases a day we have 200 10, we, 000, yeah. yeah we have we have 200 cases we can't handle the load so that just tells you our where our medical our resources health. are yeah, extremely yeah. limited here yeah yeah and then the the last one which was disturbing that larry asked was how long can you ride out the storm before you may have to leave yourself <laughs> we, 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 well, Larry. we talked about this while, <laughs> while the message was playing and uh you know amanda has her own thoughts <laughs> i i personally i mean i get it i get why people leave i totally understand you know quality of life but for me i wouldn't leave i would seriously live in a tent before i left so you're talking about i think he's really mentioning in the, the current situation where we are right now i understand because we've had i would say in the last four months, I've had a huge amount of group of people leave Hawaii permanently. Yeah, How many? True. Eight to ten? Something like eight people have left since... Like friends, you mean? Friends. Yeah. Yeah, I've had eight friends leave for good to the mainland in four months. I've had a lot, too. Okay, you I have, too. So, we're staying, Larry. I'm not going anywhere. And uh, Amanda said she'll be in a tent. Uh, I'll be in a tent, too. I'm not, I'm not leaving Hawaii, but you know what? I'm not, like, I would never, I've never, I've been in a lot of bad situations. I've been close to being in trouble Hawaii, I think, two or three times now over 20 years. And somehow, some way, I don't know if it's God's help or, or the <laughs> friendships that I have around me, they've helped me or I've been pulled out of a really dark place. So I 
would feel that if I was in another dark place again, someone's going to save my ass again. <laughs> I, I don't know who it is, but I mean, I, I, I'm not going to leave Hawaii. I'm never going to leave to Hawaii. For me personally, I would be so devastated that I don't want to tell you what I do. But I ain't leaving Hawaii. I just got here. <laughs> I'm gonna here. live and die here. <laughs> I, I just got here two years ago, and it was such a dream for me to finally get here. I, There's I no way you would be leaving. I couldn't give up on it. I just couldn't. So, I mean, yeah, maybe it sounds really crazy to some people, but I would do what I needed to do to stay. And even if it you become a stripper, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would never do that. Okay, so there is a limit. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I would never do okay, that. Okay, then. So you have a limit. I have self-respect. I, 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 I strip. Well, you go do that. <laughs> I'm a professional school psychologist. Oh, I cannot man. do that. Okay. Nor would I want to do I that. know. I'm just joking. But around. I would, um, you know, I would be homeless probably before I left. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a decision that a lot of people make. We have a lot of homeless people here. Yeah. And they decide, you know what? I'm not going to leave Hawaii. That's I true. mean, for me, like I said, it would just be devastating to me. I couldn't do it. I couldn't leave. And I don't really actually dwell on it. I almost never think about leaving because I have left before. And I don't want to put myself into thinking about like that or being in that position again because it was devastating. And, and the truth is, is let's talk about the Aloha Spirit. I cannot live on the mainland again. I just can't do it because it's that feeling. Yeah. That feeling of the Aloha Spirit is not there. And I, I rat and, race. You know, Hawaii's beautiful. I could go to Tahiti. I could go live in the Caribbean. I could go somewhere else where I've, you know, been before that's beautiful to me. And that feeling's not there. Mm -hmm. Hawaii is more than just a, beautiful. a place. It is. It's more it's than a beautiful. It's a feeling. It it's is. the Aloha Spirit, and that doesn't exist anywhere else on Earth. I totally agree with you. And anywhere in South Pacific or any on other, any other Polynesian island, yes, they have that friendly feeling and all that, but it's not that Aloha Spirit that you can't explain and you can't understand. You just feel it. Mm -hmm. Right? I totally agree. Okay, yeah. well, that's why I ain't leaving. We've talked about it before, <laughs> and yeah, it's just it pulls you in. it pulls some people in not everybody but what if it pulls you in yeah 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 so before we actually go to break we're gonna talk about this really quick and that is our best suggestions for guests wanting to return to hawaii or if you're planning on moving to hawaii and have delayed your move for me personally i'll let amanda speak for herself but i believe if you're planning on returning to hawaii for a vacation or for the move you know, and this is going to hurt my business horribly personally by me telling you this, but I'm looking out for you and I'm looking out for the people over me making money myself. But I can I can just say that I would highly recommend that you do not plan a move or a trip till at some point in 2021 after January. I know that Hawaii may be opened in October or November or December and it's going to hurt me and it's going to hurt everybody here, but I just can't consciously tell you to come here before january For, mm -hmm. that's me personally we talked about yeah. this in great detail in terms of moving on the last podcast i don't recommend coming in 2021 if you're going to move but if you've already planned it and it's already happening try to delay it just a little bit till you get to 21 but that's when everything i think 2021 everything's gonna go yeah but we yeah. didn't talk at all really about coming back to visit so what do you think <sighs> it's really tough. What's going to be open? What's not going to be it's, open? I think it's going to take two years before there's some sort of normalcy. Uh, I do agree with that. I really do. And, you know what? That kind of makes sense of what I was saying about don't move 
until like 2022. Right. But so, vacationing. No, uh, yeah. I think you just have to know there's not going to be any sense of normalcy if you come. No. Um, it's going to be very different for yeah. the next two years and possibly longer. But I'm thinking, yeah, it's going to be very How different. How long do you think people are going to have to continue to wear masks? That's not normal to me. So if you come to Hawaii, do you really want to be wearing masks around Hawaii and around the beaches and on the hike and doing all these things? That's very, that's very, that just doesn't sound. It's terrible. It sounds terrible to me. It makes you, I mean, if you wear a mask when you go hiking or something or to the beach, you're going to get lightheaded and you're not going to feel good. Oh, totally, totally. I don't know. I mean, Are you going to go on a tour with a bunch of people in 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 a bus or a vehicle with masks on? Oh. That sounds like absolutely horrid. Now, obviously, you're going to tour with me. It's an open Jeep. So I'm still questioning when and when not. Like, I'm thinking of making, like, masks for my business. I'm like, this is insane. Why am I doing this? They don't even get to see my face. They don't get to see me smile. I don't get to see the reactions when I bring them to this gorgeous beach. I'm having a real personal issue with that situation. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. I struggle and with every day that I'm like, oh, people can't see me smiling at them. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when is it going to be really a normal to a point where I, I think it would be well, obviously, know, two it's years be, before it's completely normal again, completely yeah. no masks? Or, you know, I mean, it also depends on the vaccination. If yeah. we get a vaccination that's, you know, safe and if people are willing to va- get prob- vaccinated. Yeah, and that probably won't come out till probably 2021. They're say- you know, the president and all these <sighs> people saying, are rushing it and Fauci yeah. and all these other people are saying they're rushing it. And now Russia says that they have this. It's almost out. Guys, but is it safe? Are you, is is safe? it safe? <laughs> are you? They haven't done human trials. Are you going to take something like that? I want to know who, may, uh, how many of you guys are going to take the vaccine? Period. Are you going to let everyone else take it, and then you'll be immune? I don't know, but I have an issue unless it's been documented and it's been very safe, and people have done it and have taken it, and they've been fine for a while then think about taking it. I but mean, a lot of us are probably going to have to take it for our jobs. For our um, jobs, yeah. But. Yeah, I agree. I just want to know that it's safe. And then I have no qualms about it. Okay, cool. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about all these things. Oh, we're going to play my favorite song. That we need to talk about, and I'm very excited about playing this song because this is literally... It's Aloha. It's Aloha, (laughs) and it's These Islands by Danny Couch, and it's like... You guys have heard it. I hope so. It's one of my... And if you haven't heard it, it's a blessing, this song. Can it's I tell it's you, one of my favorites. It's one of my absolute favorites, too. Of the all first time. time I ever heard this song was actually at Smith's Luau on Kauai. They opened the Luau to this song. Oh, and that was the so first cool. time I ever heard it. And I went home and I like searched to figure out what the song was. Yeah. And I had a hard time finding it. Really? Yeah. It's my, it's my most watched and listened to video. On Wade's World I Hawaii. believe it. It's so beautiful. With this song, with the scenery and beauty of Hawaii, I have one million views. Wow. Just on this one video. That's awesome. Yeah. So this is one of my favorites. So let's go listen to that. All right. And I'll be right back. All right. seen the ocean 
miles and miles of crystal deep blue seas Can you smell the flowers? Fill the air with fragrances for free This is Aloha This is This land of Hawaii Have you felt the power Mountain craters throwing lava in the air For its green-swept beauty For each island blossoms of your Have you felt its spirit? Ancient gods, their mana still is here. You love these islands. Nothing in the world can compare. Have you seen?
All right, we are back. What a beautiful song that is. Mm-hmm. Just loving it. Okay, so now we're going to get into the pandemic in Hawaii and the future of these islands, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to make this positive? <laughs> and then afterward, you'll tie it to the Aloha spirit. <laughs> Somehow, some way, we're going to do this. We're going to okay. do this. Okay. Um, yeah, so today Hawaii is almost at, I mean, it really is at almost at a point of no return. And I would say that this is the most difficult time Hawaii has been in in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say since like the ever. war, since this, since, you know, since the annexation, all this stuff. I don't want to give any less to that. But this is totally financially, this is the worst time ever. Yeah, financially, 100%. Yeah, um, but we'll get through. You know, but um, financially, this is the most devastating time I think Hawaii has had in its history. Mm-hmm. I so, totally agree with that. Uh, the main issue Hawaii has had and still does today is that Hawaii, it, the problem with Hawaii is that it lives in its own bubble. And when it comes to the state's financing, it does not, you know, and it is completely controlled by those outside entering this bubble, which is really tourism. Tourism kind of takes up 50% of all economic growth. The service jobs are all related. Almost everything, one way or another, is related to tourism, travel, the vacation industry. And unfortunately, Hawaii is, you know, has known this for a while. They haven't changed it. And today, we're reaping all the pain and devastating effects from it. Because this is the first time that it's ever become a problem for the state. Literally, like a, a huge, problem. a huge problem. Like we've had, we've had issues overcrowding with, and stuff like that. Yeah, but we've had issues with like when the Japanese tsunami hit. Oh, okay. The Japanese weren't coming to Hawaii, and that was devastating for Hawaii, and it closed down a lot of stores that were in Waikiki. Okay. Then we had the 2008 to 2010 economic collapse, which was very de- devastating to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9/11 was very devastating to Hawaii, but really. You would, ha- you would have to combine all those to what's happening today. Combine them. And it still might not equal what it's we're going still, through right it now. It still may not. Which is, that kind of tells you guys how devastating this is. If you combine all those events, it still might not be as bad as what's going on right now. And the news is just simply not reporting it. It's true. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the unemployment here, it's been fluctuating back and forth, but... We're kind of hovering around 30% unemployment, where the mainland is what at 11%. At we used to this have by horrible. far the lowest unemployment rate. Yeah, we had in like a two, we, Yeah, so we had like a like, we had like a two to three percent unemployment rate, like and 2. Now, 2.6. And now we're at 30. 30. It's so sad. 30. It's unbelievable. You know, Hawaii's economic lifeline with tourism has been cut really since that 14-day quarantine was put in. We were having 30,000 people come a day into Hawaii. Now we're down to like 2,500 to 3,000 a day. Right. So literally 98% of tourism is gone. Mm-hmm. 98%. So that's 98% of jobs are gone yeah. in the tourism industry, which is just devastating, especially to somebody like me or anyone who has a small travel or... Uh, you know, tour business. Absolutely. But it's all connected because the restaurants, the ones in Waikiki, the hotels, everything, it's all connected. Like, I would say, what do you say? Like 30 
5% of our restaurants never reopen because tourism's not back. I mean, it's a huge percentage. When we drive by and we see all the dark yeah. restaurants. Well, we just saw them, right? There was yeah. not just dark restaurants, but just stores. It, it, it stores, just, too. It, it just, they were empty. Listen, guys, Waikiki, we went there the other night to try to go out to eat. We, we, we went out to eat. But a lot of the storefronts were empty, and they just said for lease. So I, nobody's leasing those. Yeah, but even the ones that aren't going out of business, they're still dark because they're like not. It's not worth it to it's reopen without to reopen. tourism because the locals aren't going there. They can't afford it. That's true. Yeah, you know? the, yeah. So I mean, not only the fact that uh, only locals are now going to these places, you can only put fifty percent of the people that you had before in them. Mm-hmm, that too. Because you have to do the social distancing. All the businesses that are opened right now in uh, Hawaii can only have fifty percent capacity. And 50% capacity is not going to pay the bills. No. No way. And so every one that's opened right now, PPP is supporting them on top of whatever 50% income they're getting. I don't know how they're paying them all, their, uh, their leases on these buildings. I, I have no either. idea. And paying 50% of the staff. Yeah. So it's, it's so difficult. And one of the major concerns that we all have is that will Hawaii look and feel drastically different than the way it was before the virus closed these islands? And I, I would well, say absolutely yes. Yeah, there's no way to get around that. It's going to be for probably a couple of years, right? A couple of years, and I believe that some of these businesses have been so devastated that they'll never reopen. It's probably They'll true. have to go into other things. We talked about this last week, too. They're just going to have to go into different... They're going to have to create different jobs that are going to fit into this new economy. I really don't know what that is. All I can say is that you're going to have to do jobs that are like, or create businesses that are necessities mm-hmm. that aren't like, okay, like you don't have to go out to eat. Right. You know what I mean? So that's like a luxury, right? Uh, would you say that's a luxury? Absolutely. More of a luxury. Yeah. So it's more of a luxury. So, you know, create businesses that are absolutely needed in society today. So people have to go or they do need this or that. That's what. That's where the future has to go. Like food, you have to go get food. Yes. You, or you have to get water. You have to. Some things you need to get. Mm-hmm. So invest in that. And I. And we're going to talk about that later. Invest yeah. in agriculture because Absolutely. that's going to be huge here. Um, you know, as time passes, and for some, perhaps Hawaii feels it's uh, so far away. But Hawaii, you know, it's 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 not going to go anywhere, and it's more beautiful than ever since. Really, we've allowed Hawaii to heal. Without, any, without anybody here. Yeah. The issue that we're starting to see is the large footprint of over-tourism. And we're going to slowly get into what does that mean? Because with this time off, it's like a huge experiment that's happening that's here in Hawaii. Really fascinating because we never, you know, if it wasn't for the pandemic, we would never have seen how large no. of a footprint it really is. Yeah. Because Hawaii is healing, like you're saying, and it's very apparent. It's very apparent. Like, you know, for example, when we continue to go back to this, Hanama Bay Absolutely. has completely healed. But other beaches have healed for the first time ever. Turtles. It, oh, at yeah. least, well, at least since it's been recorded. Right. Turtles are coming on to Bellows Beach. Guys, Bellows Beach is permanently closed now, just so everybody knows. Because of the turtles. Because of the turtles are laying eggs all yeah. across Bellows Beach next to Waimanalo. It's so awesome, though. So if you love Bellows Beach... Oh, yeah. You can't go there anymore. But for a wonderful reason. It's for a wonderful <laughs> reason. So it sounds like the eggs uh, are going to be hatching in September. September, yeah. So it's right around the corner uh-huh. now. And that's going to be a very exciting day when that happens. And then once all the eggs hatch, they probably will open Bellows Beach again. And then, you know, perhaps by time tourism opens again, you'll be able to go back to Bellows Beach. But this may be now 
a yearly occurrence. Like a new norm. A new normal that every summer, Bellows Beach, <laughs> the most important time <laughs> that people love to go camping, may be closed. And one of the most beautiful beaches. One but of the most, yeah. I'm happy about it. I think it's beautiful. I think it's wonderful that the Hunu are there. Right? Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's great. And also the monk seals are now starting to show up on beaches that they never were before. Yeah. So we have a lot of changes, a lot of things are happening. And we're also noticing with the nonprofit that the trails are not as dirty. And they're not as over-trampled. Mm -hmm. So they're not eroding as much because there's, 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 the tourism isn't there. And obviously, by keeping us at home, too, the trails aren't getting destroyed. Right. Um, right now, Manoa Falls is having a complete overhaul because that, you know, that has been <clears throat> so trampled with over-tourism. It became unhikeable. It, so, yeah, guys, so if you've if you done Manoa Falls before, it's become unhikeable, and it's completely being redone. Bulldozers are going in and making new trails now for that area, just so you guys know. So by the time you do come back, Manoa Trail is going to be a different trail. Totally, 100% new. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it is. So we see all too clearly now that the, uh, the effects tourism has had on the island since tourism is no longer here. And the issue now is do we want the same amount of tourists returning to Hawaii or do we want less tourists but better tourists? What do you mean by that? Okay, so that's interesting. So the thing that we've been talking about and I've been seeing you know, legislature talking about on these uh, Zoom meetings online. I've been I've been going in on them and listening to what they're saying and everything. And this is not to upset anybody, and this is not to hurt anybody's feelings. But and it's funny because when I started Wade's World Poor Man's Guide to Hawaii, mm -hmm. I was all about getting people here that had no money because they had every right and deserved the right to see. A beautiful place like Hawaii even though they didn't have a lot of money I've always felt that too which is why okay. I've had an open door policy with letting people stay with me okay. even though I live in a tiny place right. <laughs> so this is where the change has come in and this is where I feel that I do understand this movement that's going to start and it's really started seriously since COVID-19 and that is and I'm just gonna be as blunt and as honest as I can be with you guys without hurting anybody's feelings. We don't want the cheap visitor anymore because they do not contribute much to the economy or to the health of Hawaii. Now, I want you to come, I, the, like someone who doesn't have a lot of money, of course I want you to come here and see things that you would never see before. But the problem is, is you leave Hawaii in worse shape than when you came. But what about the people who don't have money? Maybe they come sit, stay with somebody else, or maybe they come stay in a cheap Airbnb, but they join 808 cleanups and they do beach cleanups for, you know, three times all their hair for a week. And that is a good concept and a good idea. And we are looking into that because we do want people of all financial areas to be able to come here. The issue now that we're looking into is, and I don't control this, but they want a richer person to come here and invest money into Hawaii while they're here. They want you to go to the big shopping areas. They want you to give money to nonprofits. They want you to pay higher taxes so it can go to taking care of our hiking trails and our beaches. Mm -hmm. And someone who comes here and is just trying to get here for the experience, uh, let's be honest, they're not thinking about those things in the back of their head. 
and someone who has more money is more willing to give those things out knowing that when they return Hawaii will be in better shape and I think for many people who come that don't have money they're gonna come once mm-hmm. that's probably true and they want to experience that Hawaii yeah I think we need to create a different type of tourism for those people do voluntourism when you come here yeah there you set go. them up in a way where they experience Hawaii like they would if they came here and didn't spend money. But you still but, give back. But you still give back in ways. Yeah. Because I don't want to lose those people who wouldn't be able to afford Hawaii. They'll, they come here, they use Hawaii, they leave. And they don't leave it in good shape. I want them to come here, enjoy Hawaii, not use it, but enjoy it, and leave it in better shape. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Okay. So we're in that situation right now where... The politicians and the legislature is trying to figure out who to cut in and who to cut out. And they're going to be making decisions, folks, on how much Hawaii is going to cost when you come here. Right now, you're going to have to take a $150 to $200 test to see if you have COVID. That adds another $100 to $200 to your plane ticket. People don't have that money. I know, it's true. Okay? You're going to have to have money to come here. Yeah, yeah. They're going to up the taxes on the hotel rooms, you know? It's going to, yeah, because our economy is in such dire need right now, it's, yeah, it's going to be very expensive to come here. It's going to be more expensive. When you rent a car, it's going to be much more expensive, the uh, the taxes. And the, um, I can't remember what it is, but it's, 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 a, it's, a charge that, it's a charge they charge you when you look in the fine print for putting the car on the road. Just for driving it as a tourist. So there's going to be a lot of changes in tourism that's going to be coming up that is actually, I don't want you guys to get, what's the right word I'm looking for? I don't want you to, yeah, that's exactly the word I'm looking for. I don't want you guys to get discouraged knowing that when actually full tourism opens again, you look. You know what? You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of looking at cheese yesterday. Looking at cheese? Looking at cheese at the grocery store oh, yesterday. Oh, okay. I, I, let me explain it real simple to you guys. This is the easiest way I can explain it. A week ago, cheese was three ninety nine. Oh boy. Yesterday, cheese was five forty nine. No. Are you kidding me? The cheese that we get? <clears throat> oh, no. It was five forty nine. Did you buy it? Yes. <gasps> because I, I literally said as I was picking it up fuck you and i put it and i put it i put it in my carriage and i said i'm getting cheese for 550 what am i doing it's the best cheese ever anyways <laughs> what i'm saying is that may be that hawaii sticker vacation. shock yeah when you look at your new hawaii vacation it may have a lot of extras now, added me, to it let me ask you this do you think this is just for the next couple years or do you think it will stick permanently so i believe that this is going to be something that is going to become a permanent thing yes but i think in that transition of being permanent hopefully we can get the people in that don't have much money i hope so too. yes like maybe there'll be a certain amount of hotels that they will recommend that you go stay at certain things that you can do i may have to put up the costs of my tours so I don't know. It depends. That's so true. You probably will. Yes. Oh, you know, because now I'm also thinking on the fact that how long should I buy masks for my guests? Because are they going to bring their own masks? You could require they bring their own. I can require that. But I mean, I'm thinking, well, if I, if I, if I give them masks, if I have, let's say I have four people for the day on the tour, 
bring four masks. Each mask costs fifteen to twenty dollars. Like souvenir I, masks. Yeah, like seven. Yeah, saying Hawaii Jeep and Special Tours or saying whatever other business yeah, I'm yeah. running, and then add it on to the price of the uh, the That's tour. That's true. Yeah. Um, the new T-shirt. <laughs> I can give them a new T-shirt. No, no, no. Too. I'm saying a mask is the new T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> it's so sad. That is a very sad thing. <laughs> there is a very sad thing. <sighs> so, so Hawaii will be looking at this research and starting to act really hard choices and decisions for the future of tourism. It's just simple that not as many people, I think, are going to be coming to Hawaii. Now, that has always been, this has been the fight between Hawaii, the Hawaii Tourism Authority and the people of Hawaii. You have to understand, the people of Hawaii has seen a huge uptick in tourism and they don't want it. They either want it to stay where it's at or they want to lower it. Whereas the Hawaii tourism industry is so gung-ho, gung-ho getting here. <laughs> about getting more and more people. They're more and more excited that, oh, we have 30,000 people coming a month. We want 40,000. We want 50,000. And, and, and the local people and the... You know, some state industries like, you know, like the maintaining of our trails and my nonprofit and things like that. We want to be a more sustainable 15 to 20,000 a month. Mm-hmm. I think that's good, which would mean we would be cutting out 10 to 15,000 a month of people who can't give back to Hawaii as much. It would be that's a little bit of a problem because some people are not going to be able to come to Hawaii anymore. That's, that's true. But it would be way better for Hawaii. It would be way better for Hawaii. I mean, the overcrowding, the traffic, the pollution, just everything was so out of control. Isn't it? Yeah. It's gotten crazy. I know. So that's kind of where we are. We believe once tourism reopens, it will take a year or two to probably enact these new rules and regulations, uh, charity and nonprofit donations and additional taxes on tourism, which will stop limiting and what we're what it seems like they're going to be calling it this is the word low quality visitations <laughs> oh gosh did they actually say that yes they do not want low quality oh. visitations but now this is now obviously this is not going to be told to you guys in the public but this is what we're seeing and what's being written privately here in Hawaii they just don't want that here anymore but i do hope voluntourism moves forward especially for people who can't afford to financially give back because you know we just had an email recently from somebody who was go ahead spit it out (laughs) (laughs) um lexi actually lexi who we talked about on the last podcast part one can we discuss that for one second her comment i just want to bring this up because she got back to us and it all made so much more sense when she did poor lexi because she now she was the one who gave us the long comment last week yeah in the the first first episode come to find out her name is alexandria Oh, yeah, Alexandra. And that is who is a patron of ours. And you didn't she, put Lexi together I, with I Alexandra. did not put Lexi together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Lexi. We feel really, really, really horrible but about that. But we sent her a huge long response. But her email, her, her comment on the Facebook yes. page was actually fantastic for discussion that it opened up and allowing us to do the podcast in general. Because yes. it's so important. And when we got more information from Lexi, I totally understand why she was so upset because she told us i mean this girl she did so much volunteerism when she was here and every time she's come whether it was on oahu or Kauai or whatever island she was on 
she gave back so much, and I mean, she made that a huge part of her vacation. Right. So somebody like Lexi, who does give back, like it's just it would break my heart. I mean, I don't know her financial situation. I'm just using her as an example because she gives back. But anybody who maybe can't afford to have an elaborate vacation and spend a ton of money while here, if they're giving back the way Lexi does when she comes, that would break my heart if they weren't able to come anywhere. Well, see what Lex what Lexi just did. And what she is doing is this is what I'm working right now with our nonprofit. We're going to try to be doing volunteerism tours in our Jeeps starting next year. And if she was to sign up or if anybody was to sign up with our nonprofit through my Jeep business, we will be donating 30% of the cost to the nonprofit. Oh. And then, but you're so you're still getting a tour, but you're also planting a tree or you're going to do a cleanup during your day. I love it. So you're contributing to giving back to Hawaii and that's all you need to sign off on. This is what the state legislature is looking at. Okay. So if you say, so if, let's say, I don't know how they're going to manage it or if it's a Gestapo Nazi type of thing. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to say, are you signed up with a nonprofit? Are you doing something that's going to give back to Hawaii while you're here? Perfect. Boom. Check. Lexi can check that off her mark, and then she doesn't have to worry about that. Or, or, or anybody that's coming here that doesn't have a lot of money, but if they book a tour with me or they sign up with me or in our nonprofit, and we go out and give back to Hawaii, that takes care of that issue. That would make me feel so much better. So wouldn't that be good? Yes. Because you're getting, a, you're getting a great tour, but you're also getting educated on Hawaii, and you're also giving back to Hawaii. So when you return, let's say we, you know, we go plant a tree or we go plant napaka along the coastline. When you come back, you get to see the fruit of your labor. I love it. And you give back, and that continues to grow and benefit Hawaii while you're gone until you return again. So we are looking at doing that right now. We've been looking at doing that for even before, believe it or not, we've been looking at doing this before COVID okay. because we really need more volunteerism because we really want people like if all of you, all of you guys listen to this podcast because you want to get educated, you want to learn, you want to be a part of Hawaii in that aloha spirit while you're not here. And this is a way to do that when you are here as well so you really feel connected to Hawaii and you feel you're making a difference. Absolutely. So that's a huge, that's a huge thing. Love it. Okay. So, so tourism may become more expensive, but tourism will become far more respected and appreciated and in that lies the aloha spirit and i think if that happens it will help the locals start to want tourists to come back again yes. it'll help their aloha to tourism again because it just the shift just has to happen it has to yeah. get back to where it used to be and i think this would allow for that a big thing with the local people is you guys have to understand we've talked about it many times about the past what 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 america has done to the hawaiians and, and, and just other things. And the fact is that Hawaiians don't listen to your words anymore. They want to see action. Yeah, you can't blame them. They've no, been lied to so much. They've been lied to so many times. And that's why if you only come for a year to Hawaii, it's very hard to make friends with Hawaiians because they know you're going to leave. And well, they, they, they think you're going to leave. They think you're going to leave. They're because, not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. No, because it's what they've seen. Yeah. You know, so you have to win them over and win their respect, not through your words, but through your actions. And you learn about the culture and the history and you show aloha and you will win the respect of very many. You will. 
It, that's all you have to do is just show them. Show yeah. them you care. So when you make, when you take these actions and do these things to benefit Hawaii and not yourself, the Hawaiians see that, and their reaction is that Holly's got the Aloha spirit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they might still call you Holly, but it's not derogatory it's anymore. It's not derogatory anymore. <laughs> it's like you know what we want that we want them back. Yeah. You know we want them because we know and can trust them through their actions that they're going to come back and they're going to give to Hawaii without expecting anything in return. And that is the Aloha spirit. And yeah, you will see that true Aloha from locals in that case. You truly will. Right. And that's just, it's something that I can't, no, you can't even put into words. No, no. And it's all through actions. You don't have to say a word. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? You know, I, I did this blog to ensure that travelers know and understand the future of tourism in Hawaii and how it will change once the current 14-day quarantine is lifted here on the islands because there is going to be change. We don't want you to be hit by a two-ton heavy truck. No. We want you to know the changes that are coming and what to be expected of you. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Because that's important. As long as you know and have knowledge of what's expected of you, you'll do the right thing and, and show the Aloha spirit. So this is, these are the type of changes that are going to be coming. So you mentioned your blog. If this was all based on a this blog you wrote. This was based on my blog. And where can people find this blog if they want to read it? You can find it at hawaiijeepandspecialtytours.com. All right. And when you guys return to Hawaii, book a tour with me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, because I'm broke. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back, and we're going to go ahead and talk about that Civil Beat article, yep. Hawaii's Unhealthy Relationship with Tourism. Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, how's it? And welcome to the Aloha Life podcast. You're listening to us because we have great patrons who have joined our Patreon page and have become members of the podcast by supporting and donating to our show. Without our patrons like you, we wouldn't be on the air. So if you enjoy the podcast and want to hear more shows every week, please do take a moment to join us and become a patron of our podcast at patreon.com forward slash living the Aloha Life. And thank you so much for your support. Hawaii is one of the most beautiful places on earth. An 808 cleanup intends on keeping it that way. The 501c3 environmental nonprofit's main mission is restoring Hawaii's natural beauty for its local community and visitors. 808 cleanup empowers volunteers to conduct decentralized cleanups through the Adopt a Site campaign, responding to littering and vandalism of Hawaii's natural spaces, tagging and graffiti removal, saving Hawaii's indigenous ecosystem, and building sustainable solutions with local communities and nonprofit partners. If you love Hawaii, and wish for its beauty to remain for generations to come. Consider donating to a great cause and supporting 808 Cleanup's mission to keep Hawaii clean from Mauka to Makai at 808cleanups.org. All right, we are back. We are back. So I recently read this article from Civil Beat about tourism, and it's so timely and so relevant to this discussion that we've been having throughout this podcast. So I wanted to review it here and discuss it, unpack it a little bit, and then expand on the article by adding our own thoughts to it. Yeah, because it's related to what's going on to a lot of people currently in Hawaii and possibly you and me too. Yeah. yeah. Specifically, she lives on Big Island now. Yes, so. yeah. So perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So it's called Hawaii's Unhealthy Relationship with Tourism, Civil Beat Article, and it's written by Katie Jones. Katie, who is the author of this article, grew up on Oahu, and um, 
She and her family got priced out of Oahu like very many others and ended up moving to Big Island. Right, and that's exactly what's happening today, and it happened to her. And it's a perfect example of where I may be, Amanda may be, mm-hmm. many others. And before she gets into this big article, I do want to mention one more thing, that if you plan on living a sustainable life that can be affordable and that you can retire here, it probably would be the big island to live well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to understand, within the next five years, we believe Big Island will start to become unaffordable as well. Because everybody wants because to Because everybody now. is going to go there because it's affordable. I know. <laughs> so anyway, yep, she yep. talks in the article... You know, she explains what we all know. Tourism equals money and Hawaii is dependent on it to survive right now. Locals, like her own family, are being priced out of Hawaii, especially Oahu. Many locals are moving to the outer island or even to the mainland. She lives on the windward side of Big Island, and she mentions there is a lack of public transportation over there. So the bus system doesn't run often or go to most residential areas on the windward (laughs) side of Big Island. It's another world over there. But Big Island is huge. This island is massive. So not only would a better bus system create more jobs, she says, but it would connect people with more job opportunities in different areas. But then she goes on to say, because Hawaii Island has less tourism, therefore it has less money and can't afford an elaborate bus system like Oahu. Right, and now the, the thing behind that statement is that if, they, if the legislature, the politicians in the state invested more in the people, and, and we're, we're going to talk about yeah, that, we're gonna get and attacked. less in tourism, mm-hmm. they would have a great bus system over there. So that is her point. And we're going to get into that, yeah, the second half. But so first of all, she talks about Kona side. Yeah. So she lives in the Windward side, which is the other side of the island. But Kona side has a lot more tourists. All the resorts. Tourism. Yeah. All the resorts are over there. And because of that, it is more built up and has more money. Um, so the author shared that she was walking through Kona. Mm-hmm. And this is her quote. I felt myself becoming angry and resentful. All of a sudden, I felt this boiling resentment. No one invests in locals, the people that actually live here. We only build nice things for tourists. You know, that's it's a crazy statement, but um, the issue that the local people have here, and I truly believe this, is there, there are a group of people here in Hawaii that are angry. And they're taking the anger out on the wrong people. Of course. They're taking the anger out on some tourism when they should be really taking the anger out on On the the politicians (laughs) they put in office again and again (laughs) and again. And they should be voting differently and making changes here. (laughs) Yes, but instead of blaming themselves, they blame the tourism for it. Whereas that shouldn't be the way. We need to put people in place, local people in place that want the same for the local community as they do the visitors that come here. That's yeah, the issue absolutely. I see. I totally agree with you. It is not the fault of tourists in any no, way. I not, don't believe of so Of course either. not. Her solution for this future of Hawaii, she wants to shift our focus from tourism and invest in our own communities, our own residents, and our own industries, which, of course, yeah. needs to happen, right? right? Yeah, I did. The, and th- th- this is that change that we're talking about because while, you know, we talked in that last story blog about 
uh, moving away from moving away f- into a different type of tourism at the mm-hmm. same time, building industries locally that can sustain the local people. And this is where it all ties together. So she writes, tourism has been profitable for a state, but the impacts of COVID-19 on tourism have shown just how completely dependent our state is on tourism, and it's clearly an unhealthy relationship. Right, exactly. We should continue to attract tourists and profit from it, but we should not be completely dependent on it. So that's exactly what everybody's saying. It's time to shift our focus. Absolutely, I agree. So the author has a couple questions that she just completely lays out here. Number one, don't we have more to offer than the exploitation of our land, people, and culture? Yeah, but Please don't be offended by it. No, I wonder if she did. Now, when you said the story, was she born on Oahu or did she just lived on Oahu? So is no, she, is I think she a she's local? born and raised, yeah. Okay, so she's a local. So you can see how she's feeling here. Yeah. Okay. Number two, couldn't we be a model of sustainability for the future through research of our unique ecosystem and climate? Absolutely. Next, couldn't we become self-sustainable through developments in agriculture and green energy like solar power, wind power, algae farms, and geothermal energy? Absolutely. And you know what? We could go into an hour about each one of we these could, things. We could, right? And talk about, and I'll tell you right now, just on that alone, the big issue is is HECO. Hiko, whatever yes. you want to call them. It's the Hawaii Electric Company. They're fighting that, hard. Yeah, they're fighting hard and, and, and really stopping and, and putting so many solar businesses out of business years ago. And we could break down of how, you know, <clears throat> politics and all these big money makers are causing problems. And I really do see the future of the people t- having enough and really Hiko going bankrupt. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen. Well, that's why they're fighting it yeah, so hard yeah. for sure. Her next question. Couldn't we be an educational destination through investment and development into our university system? We could. So the author's idea is to shift our focus to a more sustainable future for Hawaii. She offers some ideas here, some solutions. Number one, our tropical climate and fertile land are ideal for agricultural development, yet we import most of our food. We import, I think it is 70 to 80 percent of it's our food. Truly it disgusting. Is, it is, it is, it is, it's the most, do you guys just hear what I just said? It is the most insane thing ever. Hawaii could grow all its own crops. Absolutely. It makes no sense yeah, at all. Yeah. So she says, investing in our agricultural industry would not only shift our focus from tourism and support local farms, but would also help Hawaii to be less dependent on exports for Absolutely. food. Everybody agrees with that. Yeah. Number two. Hawaii's climate also creates a unique opportunity for our state to be a model of sustainability via research and development into sustainable sources of energy, such as solar power, wind farms, geothermal, and algae farms. The University of Hawaii is a land, sea, and space grant institution recognized as a research university. Investing in research and education can make Hawaii an educational destination. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Then she says, we can shift our focus from tourism to our people here at home through infrastructure investments. That means that even areas with low tourism rates get nice things too. (laughs) Why should we expect outside investors to come in and invest in areas of our state that we don't invest in ourselves? There's so many things here. There's so many things here that a governor could implement. Yeah. And yet we do not have a governor with the balls to do these things. Yeah, her points are valid. They're very valid. And we could change all these things if we had the right leadership in office. And then she writes, 
Not only would strengthening agricultural infrastructure help Hawaii become less dependent on exports, it will keep our money in the state. Every time there's a crisis or a natural disaster, residents of Hawaii worry about whether or not cargo ships will make it into our harbors. Insane. We worry because most of us are aware of our state's dependence on exports. It's so true. It's so true, but it's also so ridiculous that Walmart's open, but the local farmers markets are closed, oh, closed during COVID-19. Can you please explain Which this to me? Which one's safer? <laughs> Which one's safer? Do you want to go to the local farmers market or do you want to go to walmart I know. super walmart you want to go to the farmer's market it's of all local course. food it's, it's outside you get your stuff and, and they closed those at the of beginning course. and then they had an awakening oh, that, that's a bad idea they're closing again they're going back to curbside pickup now okay it's it's it's, it's, it's yeah there's a awful. lot of issues yeah anyway she continues a community's value is not determined by its average number of tourists. Our state is more than a tourist destination. Our culture is not meant to be marketed and sold. The people of Hawaii are worthy of investments that improve resident standard of living and not just projects that attract more tourists. So you see you see the resentment coming out a little bit in <laughs> yeah, her you, writing. <laughs> you can see it. This is someone who's lived here all her life, was yeah. born here, and you can see that she makes some really valid points. Mm -hmm. And I think her resentment is coming from the fact that no one's listening to her. I think so too. And no one's listening to us and no one's listening to the Hawaiians and, and no it's one's so listening obvious. to the local community. It's so obvious what we can do with what we have here Absolutely. in Hawaii. So it is very frustrating. So that was a summary of her article. Yeah. Now what I'm going to do is I just want to read a couple key comments to the article because okay. they're very thought provoking right. in different ways. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I want us to go into our elaborations and our ideas to expand on her article a little more. Right. So starting with some of the article comments, somebody wrote, I appreciate and respect your opinion on this matter, but as a much older resident here, 62 years so far, I have to add a comment. The opinion you're expressing has been voiced again and again over <laughs> these years, and I'm sure folks were saying the same thing long before I became aware of the situation. But... You have to read up on people in our state who have been trying to do something about it. It's not like we haven't tried again and again. So then the question is, what do we need to do differently to make this actually happen? And I think you're right. It comes down to leadership. Because we yeah? need to have different leadership. We need we can't have the same old, same old. And I'll and you know what I'm uh, guys. I'm very excited because we just had the uh, elections, mm -hmm. and we essentially got rid of two people from the face of the earth <laughs> and that is Hanabusa the devil herself <laughs> and Mufi the coward Hanuman. Oh, right, right, right. So they will not be in politics anymore and thank God because they have been politicians in Hawaii forever and they've done shit for Hawaii. So they're gone. Okay. And now we're going to have new blood. That's good. We need people, it. People who have never been politics in their life, business owners are going to step up and I'm very excited where we're going right now. Because they have that passion. Yes. Right now. I mean, they might not have the experience, but they care. And they, they want care. change. And uh, Andrea Topola, who I've always supported, is yeah. city council now. And then uh, Kimberly Pine is going to continue to do her counseling, too. She um, tried to become mayor, but she came yeah. in fourth behind Hanabusa. If Hanabusa wasn't there, she just <laughs> friggin' disappeared. Then, you know, Pine would have been in third. And I think she's going to try still to become mayor or governor in the future. I hope and so. I support her. We need women in charge here. For sure. <laughs> no, we do. I think we do. We it need just, good leadership. We need change. Yeah, exactly. All right. So another comment. 
Agriculture is wonderful, but farm work is hard work. I know. It doesn't provide much of a tax base. Most kids would move to the mainland rather than do it. You know, that theme came up a few times. Yeah. A lot of people would rather move to the mainland than be farmers because it's such, such hard work here. I know, but there's different ways to raise crops now. There's aquaponics. There's all these different type of ways of making it easier. But do you think the farmers are still here? The farmers who would want to... There are p farmers. I mean, I'm not talking about independent farmers. I'm talking about yeah. people who would want to do mass farming. Um, I, like we discussed it, I believe, and we'll get into it later, but I, won't, I would like to do farming. Yeah, I know, I would I like know, to do mass farming. Of course. I believe if you give incentives and you give subsidies for new businesses to be started in agriculture... People will get will get out of tourism and go towards something they know won't go away, even I when tourism so is gone. I do. So I would like if someone was to subsidize and give me a certain. Let's say I put in fifty percent of the money myself, and the state gave me fifty percent. I would get out of tourism and go plant breadfruit, yeah, honey, and marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's going to become legal soon, too. It's inevitable. And here. it's going to probably be a huge industry It's here. huge, but it's yeah. also going to be huge in the CBD because that is a big that's area and it's very helpful for people as well. Absolutely. So that's something that's going to become big here in Hawaii in the future. All right, just a couple more comments. This one says, articles like these aren't so much a blueprint for the future as a nostalgic pining for a past that never was. Agriculture jobs... Who do you know that wants his jobs? Tourism is here to stay. The task is not to allow it to ruin the quality of life in the islands. Yes, you guys got to remember Hawaii, the biz businessmen from all over the world came to Hawaii for what? Agriculture. Mm -hmm. They came here to do pineapple plantations. They came here to do sugarcane plantations. They came here for the rich soils and for growing Fruits, vegetables, everything. That's why macadamia nuts, everything that you can imagine. That's, I mean, remember, we had and coffee, chocolate. Yeah. We, we, we had the, what do we, we had 70% of the pineapple production of the world. I know, that's so crazy. So what happened there? What happened with all this production of all these great products? We can make Hawaii that place again. We could. But the issue is, is you have to balance it. Because right now, like, like she was saying and like you had said, developers are coming in mm -hmm. they're leveling agricultural land that we could be using for that yeah and they're making money that's happening and it's really not staying in hawaii it's leaving because the developers from it's outside. happening really quickly and yeah. then let's say you have a developer from china the developer from china moves in they build a development for chinese and then they go back and go come on uh, come on everybody over. and okay. they bring all the <laughs> so far so i mean this is what's happening here in hawaii and we don't need that we need to grow crops here locally because, see, does this make sense? We're bringing mm -hmm. in more people, taking over more ag land, and we're not producing food for those more people that we're bringing in. It makes right. no sense to me. We Literally, if we were cut off from the world, we would starve to death. Well, that's exactly what's Hawaii happening. Hawaii would yeah, starve to you're death. Right, you nailed it. Yeah. All right, another comment. Sadly, Hawaii is not the Ritz-Carlton of destinations, and we all better wake up and smell the roses. Our hotels rarely break into the top 10 rating in equivalent markets. When was our last new tourism attraction? Hawaii is fast becoming a been there, done that destination. And that is a big part of why our visitor population is made of repeaters who eschew the better hotels and spend less and go for short-term rentals. What do you think of that comment? Okay, well, that's kind of effed up. I don't really Me believe too. that. I don't because, either. Because listen, when is the last new attraction? 
Uh, this bi- what are you supposed to do? Build attraction on the beach? I mean, we don't need new attractions. We, we have so many amazing ones already. Yeah, are we supposed to wait for a volcano to erupt and 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 create a new valley or create a new uh, bay? No, people come to Hawaii because of the Aloha spirit. I added. That's that. why people come to Hawaii. I totally agree, and I added that comment just for conversation, but I don't agree with. Yeah, that at I, all. so I don't agree with that at all. Um, people it, are going to continue to come, and they're going to be. Of course, we're going to have repeaters consistently, mm-hmm. but. People, new people are always going to want to come, and I'm sure this this uh, podcast has gotten people attracted to coming to Hawaii for the first time. Absolutely, and, and, and it's 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 because of that mystery that that I don't know what that word is, but that like that place that's so far away. I've heard about it, but I don't know mm-hmm. if I can get there. I don't know if is it for me. And and people decide to come for the first time when they're. 20 or when they're 40 or when they're 60 or when they're doesn't 70 matter, yeah. it doesn't matter they're coming at all different ages they're coming at all different times and they're coming here because there's some mystery to this place it's part of the united states supposedly and uh it's <laughs> and, and it's this place that's so far away and separate from the mainland that they need to see this place before they die it has such a there's draw. something about it and and then they have to deal with hearing from their neighbors and from their family and friends that they've been there and you have to go there it's amazing yeah and it's this there's a low spirit here and you'll never understand it It, it's the people are amazing there and that gets people so interested that they gotta come it has nothing to do and that comment that comment was written by somebody who does not have any aloha spirit they have no idea they (laughs) They have no idea we don't need another uh you know water park i mean come on yeah all right while i can understand your frustrations let's not forget that you have a special gift for all of those who visit so this article this comment's written toward hawaii so hawaii Hawaii has a special this person's talking to hawaii Mm -hmm. they must have been smoking some pakalolo no it's it's archie i like (laughs) it you are the peace and aloha that is nowhere else to be found you hawaii are special and your customs and history give us all a sense of respect. I think of you as Ohana and always will. I think of you as we mainland Ohana would support your need to create a better system for all of our island families. Right. That was a sweet comment. I just had to yeah, add no, it. Yeah, that's good. And then really quickly, this last one I wanted to throw in there. This article makes a great point, but the author forgets that many people today are against progress unless it's progress to build new stores. I don't know if that's actually true. What the hell are they talking about? I guess like they're against windmills and... Um, you know, stuff like that, which well, is I mean, true. It's true. I mean, the local people have been against certain uh, new projects, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, the TMT, the, of you, course, you know, yeah. and, and yes, some windmills and things like that, because it relates to the Jorge Hawaiian bat, the Hawaiian hawk and the yeah. Hawaiian owl. And Hawaiians are always going to put nature over First. that kind of thing. So I can understand, of course, I can yeah. understand the mentality of both, but there has to be a 50-50 given that because we do want to be self-sustaining. Absolutely. Yeah. Compromise, yeah. Right? right? on. All right. So now we're going to add in our thoughts about this just to elaborate and expand on the article a little bit. So All right. We're getting there. All right. We put this list together, right? <laughs> All right. We did. Encouraging big businesses from around the world to come to Hawaii to lessen our dependency on tourism, just like has recently been done with Amazon, who has purchased a 14-acre lot on Sand Island, which has been useless up to this point point. It's a drug and homeless infested area. It possibly could become the center hub of business between US, Asia and Europe, as well as the Pacific, like Australia and New Zealand. This is great. I'm so excited. Now, now if you hear this from a real local guy or a little, you know, whatever, local people, they'll be like, no, you know, we don't want the big Big business. We want big business. But listen, Amazon is, is the business. I mean, they're coming here. They're going to put a warehouse you know, up to 14-acre warehouse 
on Sand Island that's not being used anywhere anyways it's all commercial there anyways they're not destroying anything that you know that the homeless and the druggies aren't destroying anyways and they'll create so many jobs they're going to see when that when Amazon comes in there Sand Island is gonna be beautiful It'll be cleaned up it's finally be for once. cleaned up. We're going to have great paying jobs. It's going to support a lot of local businesses. I think it is like the beginning of a huge change for Oahu here. I believe it's an excellent change. Yeah. They're going to be bringing in uh, the Amazon um, flights uh, going island to island. They're bringing in the uh, their planes. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be make, it's gonna make transportation and everything within Hawaii, like you said, Asia and things like that so much easier. Maybe it'll bring prices down of, on Prime. I don't know. Yeah, totally Who could. Knows? And Who if knows? it's a success, it could bring in other huge companies oh, down the huge. road too. Oh, you know? totally huge. Yeah, yeah. The ones, with other companies that can support Amazon or Amazon can support them. It'll totally bring other companies. Absolutely. In. You know, but keep it in the. You know, kind of keep it in the construction district over down there. Yeah, in absolutely. And things like that. Kind of near the airport, near where the uh, shipping containers come in. That, the industrial area. Yeah, the industrial area. That's where this building's going to be built. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to be, I, I got a feeling they're going to be using drones. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> that it's going to be, be really exciting. Cool they may see. need people to run drones. Oh, fine. So more jobs. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So next we have building of tiny homes, micro communities, and micro energy grids. These micro communities will be sustained by micro micro farms and micro aquaponic systems. Okay, now you guys all know if you're a patron that you've been listening to, yes. to listening to what I've been talking about about the uh, tiny home community off grid micro community that I want to build on the Big Island. I, I hope that I'm one of the first. Um, but this is the future. This is where we need to go. Uh, building self-sustaining microgrids on all the islands, growing our own crops. And if you choose, you can create your own nonprofit on agricultural land to Absolutely. build these. Absolutely. We can do this together. You can have um, interns or people come on and like educate Absolutely. them. You can make it an educational yes, facility. Yes, and, lo and local people can live well. They don't have to struggle because they will actually be able to afford their own homes if we're building microgrid homes and tiny home communities. I think that's the most important one. Yes, yeah, and we can, sure. get rid of, we can get rid of HECO finally. <laughs> All right, so we need to change the 1920 Hawaii Jones Act. That is a major cause of why products cost so much when shipped to Hawaii. It's insane. Do we have any other information on that? No, I mean, we didn't okay. write it down. We talked okay. about it. Okay, so the deal with that is that it's all about unions. It's all about going from American ports. So if you go from a California port with the containers and you go to Hawaii, you pay like triple what it would cost, mind you. If you were to take that container, go right past Hawaii and go all the way to China, it costs three times to stop in Hawaii than if you just continue That's to China. so crazy. It's because of this the Jones, unions, the this Jones, Jones Act. Act. We, we need to change this. And one of the ways of changing it is to go ahead and have a self-sustaining shipping company in oh, Hawaii. Oh, we that, yeah. So sorry, that was the next one. Hawaii should also look into changing the laws on shipping companies to Hawaii and if possible, have the state create their own shipping company. Yeah, you know what? It's going to cause a problem. There's going to be a lawsuit. Fuck them. <laughs> because you know what? If those shipping containers aren't coming to Hawaii anymore, this is a serious issue. Lives are at risk. So we should have our own shipping company. I don't know what you can call it. Call mm -hmm. it whatever you want. But we have our own containers. We charge our own prices. The state can run them, subsidize whatever they got to do. 
and it's Hawaii going back and forth and this is also going to be good too because we can also export all our produce oh, yes. on these as well. Yes. And we can control the pricing for the for mainland. Sure. You know what? You're paying $6 for a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? People are going to buy it. <laughs> I mean, they would. Hawaii pineapple? Yeah. Why can't we grow more pineapples and start exporting them again? Because we were the biggest, we, 70% we were producing before. Let's produce more pineapples. Do you guys want the Mexican pineapples? There are a huge difference between Ours Hawaiian are pineapples. are so much better. Yeah, you guys want Hawaiian pineapples. You'll pay, more, you'll pay more for them, but they're Hawaiian. They're sweeter. They're juicier than Mexican pineapples. You know, you can actually, we can, we can start exporting. They're uh, heavenly. Hawaiian avocados. Yeah. I mean, we can start exporting. Mangoes. Once once you get Hawaiian avocados, you're never going to Mexican avocados. Again. Mangoes, papaya. There's oh, so much we yeah. have here. Oh yeah. So I mean, if we controlled our own shipping company, we'd be in the cash. Big For time. Sure. I agree. Yeah. All wonderful ideas. Let's work on it. Let's do it. I know. All right. All right. That, that's it. We wrapping it that's up. It. We did it. Wow. That's it. All right. Okay. So that's kind of where we're at. Mm-hmm. This is where tourism is going and where we feel the future of hawaii is going uh but we do want to leave you with this and you guys got to take it to heart that um no matter what comes hawaii's way wars pandemics anything hawaii will always and forever have and share the aloha spirit through thick and thin it's not going to go away nope we're here for good the beaches the mountains the hiking trails they will all exist long after all of us are gone so just Mm. remember the people may come and go as well as your favorite restaurants and shopping areas. You can't stop human change like that. However, Hawaii won't leave you. It won't change, nor do I believe the people or the Aloha spirit will. It may fluctuate. There may be days Aloha is strong, days that Aloha is weak. But just remember, it's those days of weakness that Hawaii needs us all most to show our Aloha to our islands and each other. That's beautiful. I wrote, that. So I, wrote, I wrote that myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. And yeah. that's what we're going through right now. So all of you feeling so much frustration and a little bit of anger even out there, just listen to that one more time. Yes. And uh, thank you so much to the continued patronage of all our patrons. Mahalo. Mahalo. We truly appreciate it, especially during these hard times. And thank you for all the five-star additional reviews on iTunes Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Thank you. Now, concerning the printing of the Aloha Life COVID masks, uh, we are printing. We should have uh, our two masks should be coming in any day now. Yes. We're going to head and look at them, see their quality, see if they're good. And if you still want a mask, please Venmo Wade-Fishman and write how many masks you want, your address, and the money. We'll add it to the order of 20 masks we have so far. We are waiting Obviously, like we said, to get our masks, we've got to ensure the quality, uh, see how the printing is on the masks and everything. We'll post pics and let you guys know uh, how they came out and if their quality is good. And then we'll go ahead and go forward with the printing. Now, listen, I know some of you have emailed us from different areas, everywhere from Instagram to just regular email to on the podcast. Listen, guys, we can't remember who asked for masks and who didn't. You're in, you're in like... You've been doing it in so many different areas. We need one place for you guys to do it. And we recommend go ahead and posting on the Facebook page that you want one. We have a post on there about the masks. So respond, comment to that post. Or to the new one we're going to do with our face masks on. Okay. Or if you're not on Facebook, just email us directly. 
You can email us directly, yeah, at uh, livingthealohalife at gmail.com. All right. Uh, or Venmo. And yeah. remind everybody how much the masks are. They're $20 a mask. We're not making any money from them. Right. That's just yeah. to print. Yeah, that's just to print it. Mm-hmm. And we will pay for shipping. Yeah. Okay. So in the future, we're going to have some a couple of new uh, patron shows coming up uh, over the next two weeks. They're going to be kind of fun. <laughs> First one we're going to do is what you need to know before moving to Hawaii for Christian. Yes, right? for Christian. Okay. And then we're also going to do a fun <laughs> podcast. It's for Adam and Robert. It's going to be Ava and Aliens in Hawaii. <laughs> so one asked for Ava, one asked for Aliens. We're going so to combine them. We're going to combine them. You know, did you know Ava is the substance of choice in Hawaii, not Pakalolo? The Hawaiians have been using Ava, which is also called Kava around the Pacific. So that is the substance of choice. And did you know that Hawaii is the eighth most popular place for UFO sightings? Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know it's that until you told me. It's crazy. Okay, so that's going to end the show. We're going to say, shoot! And we're going to end this with the final song of Queen Lili Ukalani, Aloha Oi. This one's a beautiful classic. Okay, aloha, guys. We'll see you next week. You speak of Aloha, it's all the above, the, all the good, yeah? So that offers a right way range, Aloha. Whether it's Pono, Maikai, still the same. I don't care how you look at it, it's still
Jiru Aloha. Be Pono. Be righteous. Take it higher I wanna get